Writers. This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo, where we get you ready for November. I'm Liz Leo. I'm Christina Horner. And this is How to Win NaNo. So we have a super special episode today because we've got a special guest for you. This is our first interview on our podcast. We have, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, we are so lucky, Grant Faulkner, the executive director of NaNoWriMo. Welcome Thank to the podcast. Thank you so much. Hi. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, Liz, can't wait Hi. to talk today. Yeah, we are my, so excited about my favorite to topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> is your favorite topic NaNoWriMo? Yeah, it just happens to be my favorite topic. And here we are on the eve of NaNoWriMo, the prime time to talk about it. So yeah, looking forward to talking to you guys. I hear you're, I hear you, I heard this, I heard this analogy about you guys that you are like the seniors in high school, the cool seniors. And, 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 and the audience of the listeners are like, like the freshmen. Is that, is that what I heard? I think we have a mix. I think we've got like, we've got like the freshmen. We've also got some, like, we've got some good sophomores and juniors that are like, you know, they've done nano a few times, but there's still some that they could learn, you know, but uh, yeah, that you was a review. More. Exactly. That was a review no. that we got, which made us very happy. Um, we love reviews, by the way, if you guys could take a moment to review the podcast, that would be amazing. <laughs> we might even call you out in an episode. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the topic for today's episode is actually something that you, Grant, picked out on Twitter, which I thought was awesome. Uh, Fairy Fully is uh, someone who follows our Twitter account and asked if we had any advice for someone who has six completely different books floating around in their head and no idea how to choose one to write for Nano. Um, I thought that was an yeah. amazing topic and such a good uh, conversation for us to have this close to November. Last night, I actually changed my mind again. So this is me. Uh -oh. This is me completely. So um, <laughs> as we talk about this, not only will I try and help give advice, I will also try and take it. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, when you guys were talking about NaNoWriMo earlier, I'm thinking it doesn't really matter if you're a freshman, a senior, a professor, an elder. There is something to learn every time. I learn something every time I do NaNoWriMo, and that's the beauty of it. And even this topic about how to choose the idea for your story it's for me, it's always this very, I'm like you, Liz, it's a very grueling process for me. Mm -hmm. And I will be um, juggling at least one or two ideas, maybe three or four. I think the question was, see, she had six. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's, tough. that's a lot. Um, <laughs> Impressive. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, it's, it, 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 it is really tough because it's a commitment. And even though you, you can view it in two ways, you can view it as like, this is just a one month commitment. And that's fine, because that's not that long a time. But if you're viewing it as something you're going to be working on for months and months, or perhaps years, then it's a huge decision. You're putting a lot of weight on yourself. Like it's this huge existential life decision. It's like choosing a college almost, you right. know, yeah. like where are you can, where, where are you going to go for the next four years or choosing a job? Yeah, where are you going to live? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, gosh, it, it is a big decision. And yet it, it, it is just a 30 day decision. And, and one thing I like about NaNoWriMo is I use it as a way to test novel ideas. I feel like there, there are some novel ideas. You don't know if they're good or bad. You don't know how like loud they're going to speak to you or how much they're going to sing for you until you sit down and write them. And NaNoWriMo is actually a very efficient way to test no, um, novel ideas because it's only 30 days. 
and you can write 50,000 words and have a perfectly good time writing 50,000 words for an idea and then say, that's, that was fun, but I'm not going to go further with it. You know? Yeah, that's a really good um, point. I actually, I kind of go back and forth between those two extremes that you pointed out um, myself, because I'm at a point right now, you know, I've, I've put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s. I haven't published anything. I feel like, I feel like I need to get something out there to prove myself. And so November is this time that's so like valuable for me to sit down and put some solid it's work into a project. Resource. Exactly. And so I, I put a ton of pressure on myself to pick the right project and, you know, not waste that time. But then when I think about the fact that, you know, I'm only 30, I hope to do NaNoWriMo till I'm 100. That's 70 more novels that I will write. Maybe I can just chill out and pick one. <laughs> you know, like when you think about it that way, then it's it's a little, you can take a little bit of the pressure off yourself. Yeah, in some ways, it's very effective. Because I, I think without NaNoWriMo, you could commit to a novel, right? Novel idea. And you could actually spend years testing it. And I've done this before I did NaNoWriMo. And so it's better to test the, the, the novel in a 30 day period than to <laughs> keep going with it for several years and then decide, oh, this isn't the right one. Exactly. Um, conversely, I mean, I have the only advice I can really give people for what to choose is, is the novel that's speaking to you the loudest and the most profoundly. And, and that, again, is just such a uh, can be an anguishing judgment call. Mm -hmm. um, but but I think, uh, you know, you just really have to be listening closely to your heart and the story and really kind of just think about what holds meaning for you in this moment. And some sometimes it is it is like a, a, a kind of horrible Sophie's choice where two novels are just basically tied. <laughs> and I think at that point, it is just a flip of the coin and commit to one and go for it. Christina uh, and, and Grant. Um... I know that Christina and I have talked about this a lot, but I don't know if you've had this problem, Grant. Sometimes I have this urge between deciding between a novel that's new and fun and exciting I have never worked on or rewriting something or continuing something that I've already worked on. And that's constant battle for me. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the new novel ideas, they're, they're always better than the one you're working on, oh, right? Oh, yeah, they're more like, fun. Fresh, they're exciting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Categorically, every new novel idea I have is better than the one I'm working on. Well, because oh. the one so you're working could... on, they're, you, you're aware of the problems. You know it needs to be fixed, but you don't necessarily know how to fix it. Something new doesn't have problems yet, you know? Like, it looks easy. R right. Yeah, the novel you're working on tends not to shower um, a lot. Um <laughs> It yeah it's it's kind of it doesn't wash its dishes very often. Um, oh yeah, it just creates messes. Um, it plays music too loud in the middle of the night. It just misbehaves in all sorts of ways. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and and that and that new novel though is just like this beautiful glowing, you know, offer. You know, it's 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 beckoning you to the promised land. So it's it's <laughs> it's really it's really hard not to follow it. Um, but that new novel idea is likely it's you know it's it's a siren. You're, it's you're, untested. It, 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 it will, yeah, it's untested. Yeah, it'll it'll end up not showering as well. I think that that, <laughs> that is sort of a point in the new ideas um, column for Nano, though. You know, if you want something that you you're going to be able to spend a lot of time on, you're not going to lose steam on. You know, a new idea seems like it would set you up for more success in November than possibly an idea that you're going to beat your head against the wall a little bit more about, or feels like you know you're at more of a like maybe not literary abandoned stage, but a like more careful thought stage. Um, so I, yeah. have you, have you done uh, like a rewrite of past work for Nano and, and, you know, had a more negative experience or has that kind of worked out for you as, as well? I, yeah, I, I, I've, I think I've done it all at this point. 
Um, I've definitely, you know, chased the new, fresh, wonderful idea, which has been, you know, wonderful. Um, and I've, I've definitely used Nano uh, to revise. And um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going for the pure literary abandon experience during NaNoWriMo, I do think it's better to be working on something in the first draft stage. Um, revision is just such a different beast. And for me, like revision goals only work if, I'm, if they're time-based goals. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like an hour a day or whatever, an hour, I, I guess I always figured an hour equals a thousand words. It's really hard to figure that math right. though, because everyone revises differently. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different experience. And I think, I, I think the goal deadline approach works really well for revision. But, um, I think that what the experience you're talking about of like writing for literary abandon, I think it is better to have a new idea. And personally, NaNoWriMo is more fun for me when I am beginning something new or working on a first draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I generally really like to keep, uh, revisions for other months. And so I've, I think I've only done that once. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I think, but, but on the other hand, I think if you, if you've had, it doesn't have to be a new fresh idea. If you've had an idea you've been mulling over for months or years or outlining, you know, very extensively, it can still, you can still use NaNoWriMo as a way to go deeper into the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you can, you, you I mean, sometimes you might have, you know, more ideas to be working with too, with those, with those older stories. And so if you can kind of just get in that mindset that you're going to, I heard today, I was on another podcast actually, and the, the host called the first draft, the discovery draft. Um, and that's a, re- a really good way to think about it. I think it's just with that, that sense of discovery in your mind, it's going to be a lot more fun to write. I love that. I also, and you'll, you'll get a better first draft too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you had mentioned using nano as a month to sort of test an idea. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about what that process is like for you and how you sort of determine if maybe an idea that you have is not a good idea or maybe just not developed enough. Or, you know, if you sort of, if you just give up on the idea or if you kind of take it back to the drawing board. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think for me, like identifying a good idea is such almost an emotional thing rather than an intellectual or logical like thing. Like a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling thing. And so if I write, if I have an idea and spend 30 days in November writing it, and it, it's just not, it's just not living for me. You know, it's, it's not getting up and dancing for me. It's not calling me or it's not calling me in a, in a way that I want to keep going with it. And so that's what I think that the testing part is, is just like, because because if, if if it's really singing to me, I will want to spend many more months with it. I want to perfect it. I want to go much deeper into it. And I can tell that after 30 days, you know. So it's it's really just a way to sort of, I don't know, it's like dating, right? I just went on a month a month long date with my novel and didn't work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll, that's fine. And, and I'll go back to, uh, you know, revisiting a, a deeper relationship with a past novel or starting something new. Not to make me just sound like a cad, but, you know. <laughs> On the flip side, you could at the end of November realize that you're ready to go steady with that novel. So, you know, either way can work. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and- it could be a life lifelong marriage in the best way. I've also found sometimes that I'll work on a novel and it's just not the right time in my life to continue. Like uh, the novel I'm actually potentially considering working on this year that I just maybe decided last night is one that I worked on a couple of years ago and it just didn't feel important enough to me. 
And then I read it again last night and I was like, oh, this actually does feel like it's fitting into my life in a bigger way now. Yeah, I, that's really important. I, I love at this point, and this is one one great thing about doing NaNoWriMo a lot and, and, and developing a lot of different ideas. I never completely abandon a novel. Um, yes. it, it, a novel might speak to me at a different point in my life. And I, I definitely honor that whole folder I have of, of past novels. And I expect to return to, to a lot of them. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I've, I've got several that I did in NaNoWriMo four or five years ago that I just haven't had time to revise, but they're still living in my brain and I still think about them. And in some ways that's wonderful because I, I am, the ideas still are percolating and I am getting more mature as a writer. And so when I return to them, they will be these interesting new stories for me to pursue. So that's so. that's interesting to hear you say that because I'm actually, uh, this is the first year that I'm doing sort of a, a nano rebel approach to NaNoWriMo. Um, and actually what I, so I'm going to do a bunch of short stories because I, um, I've done NaNoWriMo 13 times. And when I look back at the 13 novel drafts that I've written, about four of them are things that I'm either still working on or see a future with that particular draft. There's a lot of stories, though, that there's something interesting there um, that I haven't really been able to let go of. So what I'm doing this year is I'm taking each of the stories that I sort of, uh, you know, have on a long term hiatus or maybe need to be completely rewritten or I wasn't planning on moving forward with it all. And I'm turning them into something new in the form of like a short story. So I'm doing, I'm picked six of them. So basically what I'm doing this year is turning six of my old NaNoWriMo novels into something new. And I, had, cool. I don't have a super solid plan on what that's going to look like yet, but I'm super excited to dive back into those worlds and kind of take this fresh approach and see if I can just take what was interesting about that idea and just run with it. I think that's a really cool idea. And I, I've thought about doing some similar things with my past novels is they don't have to become novels. You exactly. Know? You, can, you, can, you can shape them into something else. And, and uh, even the novel I'm working on currently, I'm like, if this doesn't get published, and even if it does, maybe I want to go back in because I, because I, I do have this like crazily expanding dump file of stuff that I'm cutting. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm one of these writers that can never truly get rid of the words I've written. Um, but I think it's also a good practice not to go back to that dump file because what happens is that writers tend to take text back from that and putting it back into the and novel, yeah. <laughs> which can be very, very problematic. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, this is all to say that, that there are a lot of lines or paragraphs that I like and that I'd like to do something with. And so I've just thought about like marking those, putting them all in one doc, essentially what you're talking about. They, they become like different kinds of prompts at that yeah. point, you know, yeah, exactly. you've taken them Absolutely. out of a past novel and put them in a new context. And yeah, I, I think that's wonderful for creativity and it'll lead you down new paths. I'm very much looking that, forward to it. That makes Sounds me fun. think, how do you tell the difference between a good idea and a bad idea as you're coming into the idea phase? Yeah, because I guess you um, talked about it I, from the other side, like once you've once you've given yes. it 30 days, but like, yeah, how do you just take things and like, put them on the cutting room floor before you even start? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I like usually what, what I find is that, you know, it's interesting because NaNoWriMo is a season mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, your, your year, like I can feel the rhythms of NaNoWriMo starting in, in January, essentially somewhere in my body and my brain, I'm getting ready for it. And so I'm mulling over ideas or generating ideas, whatever it is. And I find that by like late summer, I'll start, I'll, I'll end up with like two or three ideas that interest me and I'll start juggling those around. And in September, October, th that's when I'm, I'm really making at that decision point. Usually I usually don't have one clear idea that's happened sometimes, but now the more I do NaNoWriMo, the more I find that I'm choosing between things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I try to just take a lot of notes with them. 
Uh, I've done things like, uh, I'm not a big outliner, but uh, last year I uh, had the book Save the Cat for Novelists. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just used that mainly as a brainstorming device. So I'd read through that kind of beat sheet and, and, and do it for both novels that I was deciding between. So I'd, so I'd take a bunch of notes and brainstorm a bunch of scenes. And then I'd have something a little bit more fleshed out than just a simple idea. And I think that helped me decide which one was calling me more or which one I was more excited about. You know, sometimes it, I mean, once you get the, the plot brainstorming down, you can get more excited about an idea. You know, you have to, even though you're finding out parts of the story, they're all, they're always more what ifs, more things you have to, you know, solve the mystery in the writing itself. So, and um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the funny thing is for me, I have almost the opposite experience where the more I outline an idea, oftentimes the less I fall in love with it. Because again, it's like, it's almost like the outline in the before the month is like the first date. And it's like, oh, no, like, or or I've overthought it. And now it's not fun anymore. I've lost some discovery. Yeah. So sometimes that's scary for me to go into the outline phase, if I'm not totally sure with an idea. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I agree. You know, I used to be an absolute non outliner. And so I, I I view outlining less as story determination than story exploration. So mm -hmm. outlining gives me a sense of the trajectory of the story and the direction. And I might have some plot points or scenes in mind, but I don't determine the whole plot. I still have to write for the mystery of it. Um, so I, I still, I, I try to keep my curiosity nourished by the outline rather than kind of shutting it, shutting I've doors. had the same. So I've always been more of a planner and I love outlining, but I didn't have a lot of tools for outlining. I would really just sort of write like this happens and then this happens and this, then this happens. And then I would just go from there. But the more I learn about different types of outlining and the more that I write these like in-depth sort of summaries of what's going to happen, the harder I have, the harder time I have actually going and writing Th those words because in my mind i'm like i've already written it like it's already done like you already figured yeah. it out yeah. so i'm actually that's why i like outlining like post yeah yeah i've you guys got a pants i know here, I so that's why i with my short stories i'm not putting a lot of work into it i'm just going to kind of explore and see what happens because that was like i found my threshold of like i like planning but like there, it's possible to go too far and and so now i'm kind of pulling myself you, back you know what's yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's good to know when you've gone too far because writing should be a joyful pursuit of a mystery, I think, in the end, no matter what. Um, it's interesting because I've never heard of a short story writer who uh, outlines his or her stories. It's, ve it's very much something that applies to novels. Um, and I, so I think, I think you can pants short stories very yeah. easily and maybe it's just better to pants I short have stories, like, you know, no at matter least what. something so that I'm not sitting there in November with like, z like zero ideas of where to go. Um, but I definitely don't want to like yeah. outline beat for beat what's going to happen, but I want to at least be like, I'm yeah. interested in like this element of that story, like explore that. Um, right. and I think that's enough. I think that's right. going to be enough for me. Yeah. It's like a writing prompt or like a first paragraph or exactly. something like that. Yeah. I imagine. Um, I know you touched on this a little, but like, when do you usually settle on an idea? Like how soon before November? Yeah, my goal is always early October. Uh, sometimes I don't hit it. <laughs> uh, but but I, the reason it's early October is I really like to have an idea. And I really like to, I really believe that your ideas, you're thinking about them, even when you're not consciously thinking totally. of them. So I like, I like that dream time with an idea. I like just the random moments where you're driving a car or taking a walk and an idea occurs to you. Usually those are the best mm -hmm. ideas. So I just like to give myself time for, for that kind of marination to happen. I also just love sitting down and, and I, I, again, like as a non-outliner, the way I 
think about story uh, prep is just to be writing down little scenes, little bits of dialogue, mm -hmm. little character descriptions, just a lot of little snippets of writing that kind of start to engage me more and more in a story. So I find that like three or four weeks is, is usually plenty for that, actually. I don't think you want to do. Um, I guess, you know, I could I could try it sometime and do it for a whole year. But I think I think if I did that, it would it would kind of do what you guys are talking about. It would kill the story mm -hmm. for me because I'd, I'd end up telling so much of, of it to myself that there wouldn't be a sense well, of sort mystery. Of, so sort I of think, what, yeah, what so I said. said earlier about how you don't know like where you're going to be at in your own life, basically. Um, you you, you yeah. might have an idea. And then when it gets to November, suddenly you're like, I have to do this other thing. Because that's sort of what happened to me. I I had started planning my nanos out like years in advance. Like I'm going to work on this book and then I'm going to finish this book because I'm just <laughs> wow. a planner. Um, so last year I wrote the you first are. half of a book that was super important to me. Um, and I knew that it was going to be about 100,000 words. So my plan was always to do the second half this year. And so I've been thinking about that all year. That's been my plan. You know, I've done research. And now I'm having this like existential crisis about all my past nano novels. And I like have to explore this short story idea. And so like that's just dropped, you know, um, even though I'd been thinking about it all year. So you don't know what what your what your heart and your mind are going to want when you actually get there. Yeah, That's this true. is actually my third idea this week <laughs> that I've decided upon for sure. So we'll see. And, yeah. it, you know, uh, well, I also have the grass is always greener thing. Like, as soon as I start November, I'm always like, oh, I chose wrong. It's It should have been the other one. And it, and maybe this is one thing about Nano that I really love is that it just sort of, in some ways, forces you to stick with your decision as long as yeah. you can. I mean, I've definitely heard of many people changing courses or changing ideas or changing novel ideas halfway through a quarter way through. I usually don't do that. I haven't done that before. But like, yeah, it sort of forces me to like, pick an idea and stick with it, which I'm actually on at. that note. When you when you do finally commit to an idea, where do you put all the other ideas to keep them from seducing you? Like, how do you keep the other ideas at bay? I walk them far out into some dark woods and dig a deep <laughs> hole. Oh no! <laughs> Put them in the hole and cover them with a big boulder. You really hope um, that you symbolically no. actually uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I kind of do. Although it's easy for the ideas to sneak out of the ground and come right back. Um, they're pretty they're pretty elusive, slithering, um, you know, magical creatures, especially if they want to be told. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've definitely had a moment where I, even though I, I try to choose an idea in early October, uh, the ideas I decided not to do will, will keep needling me or tickling me the rest of the month. Um, and, you know, that's fine. If, if one if one of them re really has a reason to be written and really demands to be written, I, I can be swayed. But at the same time, it, it is, I, I feel like it's also a discipline and a commitment. Um, and when you were talking about people who, you know, decide to write something differently after day five or day 10, I understand that impulse. I personally don't want to honor that, especially when I'm writing, because I think every story is going to, you're going to hit impasses or tough moments or the muddy middle. And part of the meaning of the story is getting through those tough moments and not to always go chase the new shiny object. Um, so while that's fun, and that's great if that's what you want to do. But for me, it's, it, it is like, you know, NaNoWriMo is an exercise in commitment, partly. I think that you were touching on, Liz, is that it, it it's, I mean, I think NaNoWriMo yeah. is like a writing training ground in a bunch of different ways. And one, one thing is commitment. So every writer has to have that. That's a great point. Okay. I have something for all of us that we should answer. Do you okay. have that one Ooh. idea that you've been carrying around forever that's never made it to the page? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. 
How about you go first, Liz? Um, I have one. In fact, one of them was the second idea of this week that I was going to do. I do have a particular idea that I've been carrying on for probably five or six years that I know I'm going to write one day, but it's just every year, it just doesn't feel like the one. It's always close to the one, but not the one. And I don't know what that means. I think it means that maybe I need to add a second layer to the idea. But um, yeah, I definitely have... In in fact, I think I've even talked about it on this podcast before, an idea I have, and I I don't know. Who knows? Maybe maybe by the time Nano happens, I will... I'm really rooting for that idea. I'm rooting for it. It deserves its time. Rooting. It's because the underdog (laughs) idea. But you just told me earlier today you liked my third idea. Obviously I did. They're all good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My idea like this is, um, I'm just going to tell you what it is. So a couple of years, actually many years ago, very early in my relationship with my now husband, we got in a car accident um, in this small town outside of, or outside of a small town in Montana. Um, And the people there were delightful and they took care of us. They had like, they have these hotel rooms that they save for victims of car accidents because they're right by these really gnarly S curves. Um, and everyone is super nice, but wow. in my mind, I couldn't let go of the idea that like, this could also be a really creepy, like horror situation. Like they Twilight have a hotel episode. room waiting for us, you know, like that kind of thing. And so I've always wanted to write a version of that experience. That's a horror story. Um, and it's never made it to the page, mostly because I don't write horror, <laughs> but I'm actually going to maybe do it as one of my short stories for this year. Um, I'm going to maybe give it, yes, I'm going to give yes, it a chance. That's a great so short we'll see. story. We'll see if that one, if I, if I get to that yeah. one. You can't go wrong with that idea. Thank you. That's full of drama. What about you? Well, you know, I was about to say that I don't have any novels like that. And then while you guys were talking, I'm glad I didn't go first because oh, I thought of two of them. Um, and yeah, so I think, and and the, which does beg the question, which I think Liz was wrestling with, is like, why, you know, those novels you have an idea for, and you even like the idea, and they hang around year after year, but you don't try them out. And I don't know what mm-hmm. why that is, you know, because um, I'd love to do these ideas. There's nothing wrong with them. One is one is about, you know, one day I was reading about how there's there's a bunch of junk in space, right? Like we keep putting up satellites and other things and and no one collects that junk. It's just accumulating up there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know enough about space um, or space junk to know any details. But 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 if you think about it, it's, I know it's becoming hazardous. Like if you sent um, whatever a rocket ship to the moon or to Mars or something, you would have to navigate around a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a thing. Yeah, and so my only idea was I was kind of thinking of Han Solo in in um, Star Wars and thinking of him as as a as a junk collector in outer space, and that's Ooh. that's as far as the story got. And that, maybe this is why I haven't written it because I'm only thinking of this kind of uh, ornery junk collector who has a kind of beat up spaceship and has to go around collecting space junk and then obviously gets into some trouble. Um, but I always thought that'd be a fun fun novel to write. And then the other one is a historical novel, and I can't even remember why I decided to do or think about this, but I, I probably just read like one blog post or something. But the poet Frank O'Hara had this very interesting relationship with this woman named Grace. And um, now I can't remember all the details of it, but he was gay. She was straight. Um, they had they had that kind of bond that was almost like they were married for years, and they would do all these kind of crazy hijinks together. And then the, the thing that intrigued me was that when she met a man and decided to get married to him, she just abruptly ended the friendship to Frank O'Hara. And I've oh, always wow. been interested interested in that kind of 
friendship that is so deep it almost is like a romance and then her sort of abandoning it so anyway it's like i've never written a historical novel so i thought oh, it'd be yeah, fun to do that's research great i would totally to read both of those that's i would read amazing. space junk and what it, whatever yeah. the historical okay. novel would be called yeah me too <laughs> Wait, Thank since you. you guys said okay. yours, I want to say mine. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know go where for it. I, I guess I think I've said it before, but it's the idea of a guy who is just a, a, a maybe just got a relationship, just a very normal guy pharmacist. And these people show up who are um, from a parallel dimension and they um, convince him to go with them because in their dimension, there he is the alternate he is the version that in their dimension is the big ruler dictator who is destroying their city or country and so they have brought him there to use him as a tool to try and incept or rebel against this regime because they can use him to look and act and he's like a genetic like uh exact match of this dictator and he has to then pretend to be this in this very sci-fi alternate parallel universe, this dictator when he's a very Arthur Dent-esque character. That's one that's idea that's been sticking with me for like almost a decade. So Wow. I yeah. and unfortunately our my, my, my sound connection dropped off through most of your description. I oh, only no. heard the, but I only heard the genet he's a genetic replica of the dictator, right? Yes. Yeah. You will. Well, you'll have to listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to the episode. But that sounds like a great premise, right there. Well, I, I think we are nearing the end of the episode, but I would love to, while we have you here, Grant, take advantage oh. of your wisdom, um, and see if we could end this episode with just some of your very best advice for NaNoWriMo or or a pep talk or whatever it is that you want to bestow upon us and our listeners. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, this has been super fun. Um, I think so. I'm, I'm going to say what I think. Since this is a podcast about how to win NaNoWriMo, there's there's a guarantee for listeners, right? They yeah, listen money to back this guarantee. And they, they they will win, right? Well, no, not yeah, to patrons. Oh, no, okay. gosh, don't wait. That. We have patrons. Is that illegally banned? <laughs> Just, yeah, if you do. don't win NaNoWriMo, please write Christina and Liz, and they will no. send every person what ten dollars each. If I you was don't trying to finish. make a joke. I not, forgot there was actually money involved. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, what, so wait, here, here are things that I've noticed over time, I think, the, and, and that cause people not to succeed. And so or, or the things I noticed that help people succeed is one thing, like people who show up entirely without thinking about it, without making a plan for how they're going to succeed, meaning especially a plan with how they're going to use their time. I, life doesn't like just open up for you. Uh, with time to write, I think you have to really think about how you're going to open up your life to find that like couple hours a day to write. So I always tell people to go on a time hunt before NaNoWriMo and to figure out, you know, how are you going to fit in two hours? Are you going to do a half hour at lunch, half hour after work, half hour when you start or in the morning? Are you going to binge write on the weekends? You know, just kind of have some sort of plan so that you can map out and do the math about how you're going to write 50,000 words. And then the other thing applies to a lot that I think we've been talking about is I feel I, I think it's great. If, you, if you're a pure pantser and that's how you love to write, then do that. If you're an extreme outliner, do that. Um, but, but I think like the thing that I notice is that people who've planned to a degree, if they've thought about their novel, I think it helps um, them to reach 50,000 words if they've thought about it to some degree. If they just don't show up, just, just uh, you know, some people can show up on day one and write 50,000 words, but a lot of people can't. So I think it just helps to have some notion of where your novel's going and some questions that you want to answer with your novel. And then the third thing is like, join the community. 
whether that's online or going to a write-in, having um, a people around you to encourage you and to collaborate with and to spark your creativity. That just that we, we find that people who participate in the community have a much higher success rate. And that also includes just following NaNoWriMo on Twitter. I think it's just a galvanizing thing to feel like the whole world is writing with you. Um, and then if you get behind, this is the thing we notice so much is that people, when they're behind after even two or three days behind their word count, so many people give up because they don't think they can catch up, but don't quit. Um, even if you can only write 10,000 words or 20,000 words or 5,000 words, that's very meaningful writing. You know, think about 5,000 words. If you write 5,000 words uh, a month for a year, that's 60,000 words. That's a healthy first draft of a novel. So keep going. And then the last part is, you know, have fun. Like so much of writing, we talk about the anguish of it and the angst of it and how, you know, writer's block and all these things. But, you know, you can have fun writing. And that's what NaNoWriMo is really about in so many ways. Is I love having that. Fun and actually, in the spirit and, of NaNoWriMo, we will have an episode coming out in November on uh, how to make up from missed days. So if you are someone who's who finds yourself struggling with that problem, we are good. here for you. <laughs> I did a, I think I did like a, a nano, a, I did a camp nano pep top actually one officially, which was an amazing honor. And I talked about what happens or what to do when you're falling behind. So yeah, that's really good. I think it's really easy. I, I've been in that moment myself where I just fall behind on the word count. And I just feel like giving up and it, it but, it, but you know, like why give up on November exactly. 5th? Why yeah, not have totally. 25 more days um, of so fun writing? So our question writing? for this week, I think I'm going to riff off of something you said, Grant. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us on Twitter or send us an email at howtowinnano or howtowinnano at gmail.com, we would love to hear your writing plan for November. So where will you be writing? What time of day? Do you have a location that you love to write? Are you going to go to write-ins? Um, do you have writing buddies? Just let us know what your plan is and how you are going to make sure that you get your words written every single day, or at least, you know, as often as you can. And Grant, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, your Gosh. Twitter podcast, things like that. So yeah, the organization um, as a whole, of course. Yeah, but. <laughs> mainly NaNoWriMo.org. It's free. You got nothing to lose. Write your story. Believe in your story. It's important to put your story in the world. And uh, one thing I'd love to plug is we have this new book called Brave the Page. Uh, and it's it's a teen writing guide. And there are very few teen writing guides in the world. And we have this wonderful program called the Young Writers Program that a lot of people actually don't know about. But 100,000 kids and teens sign up to write every year. And we support 10,000 classrooms with free novel writing resources. It's it's one of the things that I'm most proud of at NaNoWriMo and one of the ways that we make the most difference in the world because I think when kids get to pick what they want to write about and have fun writing, it actually engages them in language more. Like they learn more. This is what we hear from teachers. They learn how to be better writers as a result. Awesome. So yeah, I'll plug it's that. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to plug too it. many things. Um, we That's also have amazing. a Patreon, um, yeah. patreon.com slash howtowinnano. We've got some cool perks there, including the ability to read some of our writing and be more involved in the community. Um, and that's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Grant. This was a ton of fun. Absolutely. Awesome. This was yeah. fun. I want to keep talking, but yeah. All right, keep everyone. Writing. Until next time, keep writing. Keep writing. <laughs> you nailed it. Did you pause because you weren't sure if Grant was going to say his <laughs> I name? I, I wasn't. <laughs> no, we got to intro him. <laughs> I wasn't intro. sure what my pause. role was. I it's, really wanted no. to be a part of things. You did right. I'll, I'll intro okay. you now, and then you'll officially okay. be here. Okay. Cool.